Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, this is the Sports Criminals March Madness Special. Every day in March, we're counting down the top 31 sports scandals from 1990 to 2020. Today, we take the Wayback Machine to 1998. Now, most people associate the Winter Olympics with elite athletes, intense competition, and gold medals. But bribery? We'll find out more in today's episode on the Salt Lake Organizing Committee. And be sure to come back tomorrow for more shocking sports events from history on our March Madness special. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. November 1998. Salt Lake City was buzzing with activity as they prepared for the upcoming 2002 Winter Olympic Games. Three years earlier, the International Olympics Committee had decided the coveted host location. The capital of Utah had successfully outbid Quebec City, Canada, Estesun, Sweden, and Sion, Switzerland for the event. But in the years leading up to the games, new information would come to light about how exactly Salt Lake City acquired the votes from the IOC. The scandal would provoke controversy and for these organizations, an unprecedented number of criminal indictments. Welcome to Sports Criminals, a ParCast original. This is the ninth episode in our March Madness special. This month, we're counting down the top 31 sports scandals from 1990 to 2020. I'm Carter Roy. And I'm Tim Johnson. In today's episode, we're going back to 1998 and the bribery scandal that galvanized the International Olympic Committee in the lead up to the 2002 Winter Olympic Games. It was November 25, 1998, the day before Thanksgiving. As preparations to house the Winter Olympians continued throughout Salt Lake City, reporter Chris Van Oker appeared on KTVX with a special report. A letter had landed on his desk from an anonymous source. It was addressed to a young woman at a local university. This letter, written on the official stationery for the Salt Lake Organizing Committee, heavily implied that the young woman had received money for tuition and rent from the organization. It concluded with the lines, the enclosed check for $10,114.99 will have to be our last payment for tuition. The student in question was Sonia Esamba. Representatives initially claimed that the payments were part of a charitable program for immigrant youth in Salt Lake City. But further digging from reporters revealed that Sonia was not from a poor family. In fact, her father was Dr. René Asamba, a prominent member of the International Olympic Committee. It appeared that Sonia's father had maneuvered to secure Salt Lake City as the 2002 host city in exchange for his daughter's education and housing. The letter inspired four separate investigations around the ethics of the Olympic selection process, including internal investigations from the organizations involved and the United States Department of Justice. 
10 members of the International Committee were expelled, and the two heads of the Salt Lake Organizing Committee resigned their positions. They were indicted by a federal grand jury for conspiracy to commit bribery, fraud, and racketeering. The organization was dramatically restructured by its new president, Mitt Romney. The possibility of corruption wasn't confined to Utah. Over the next few years, investigations of Olympic bribes reached previous host cities Atlanta, Georgia, Sydney, Australia, and Nagano, Japan. Chris Van Oker, who broke the initial story, won a Peabody Award for his reporting of the scandal. The entire event caused the International Olympic Committee and the world at large to reassess how they approached the Olympics going forward. But the 2002 Games were held in Salt Lake City as originally promised. In spite of the scandal, it was more financially successful than any Winter Olympic event before it. The SLOC used their surplus profits to create the Utah Athletic Foundation, which maintains the Olympic facilities to this day. It seems that, even though justice was served, Utah still managed to reap the benefits of this bribery. Thanks for listening to Sports Criminals March Madness. We'll be back tomorrow with next year's scandal. You can catch our other episodes of Sports Criminals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. 